Hello and good evening. Thank you guys for popping in to this week's podcast. The last one was two weeks ago. I think we're going to be doing this every other week at least. That's what I'm hearing from the Lord for right now. So welcome back. If you are returning um, for more spiritual goodness, if you are new here for the first time to this podcast and to this ministry, um, I welcome you and I am so glad that you're here. I pray that this podcast will indeed nurture your soul. My name is Pastor Emily and I am the senior pastor and founder of Redeemed Ministries, an online international ministry. Should you have any questions concerning this podcast or if you have prayer requests or if you would even like um, ministry membership information, um, please feel free to email the ministry at redeemedministries77 at outlook.com. Please ensure that when you send an email that you fill out the subject line. Um, I totally ignore anyone that, that doesn't fill out that subject line because nine times out of ten it's a spam email. So if you want your emails read, make sure you're putting uh, something in that subject line relative to what you're writing about. Um, so I want to start with the following disclosure and then I will pray and we will get into tonight's podcast. I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional of any kind. I hold no certifications or licenses. This podcast is strictly wisdom from the Bible and personal experience. Therefore, you should not rely on any information in this podcast as a substitute or replacement um, for seeking medical advice or receiving needed diagnoses or not attending treatment necessary for your health and your well-being. You should always consult a medical professional with any questions or before making changes to your medications, supplements, exercise routines, or diet changes. You should never disregard, avoid, or delay medical treatment because of something that you hear or see in this podcast. The use of any and all information related to this podcast is solely at your own risk. Okay? Let's open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you, God, for today. I thank you for this opportunity to minister to your people on the subject of biblical principles for health, God, because you have something to say about everything that concerns us, God. I thank you, God, for each person that comes into contact with and every person that listens to this podcast, God. May their spiritual ears be opened. May their spiritual eyes be unblinded, God. May their heart be softened and their mind renewed to the truths, Father God, of how to live healthy on earth using biblical principles. I just yield myself to you, Holy Spirit, in every way. I yield my mind, my mouth, my intentions, my motivations, every part of me to you. And I thank you, God, for this opportunity and this honor, Father God, to minister to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So I have a question, a starting question for y'all. When we talk about a healthy spiritual life, uh, what comes to your mind? Like the first thing that comes to your mind when we talk about spiritual health 
what is that for you? What comes to your mind first off? Is it having a good prayer life? Is it reading and studying your Bible daily? Or going to church even every week? Do those things or whatever came to your mind um, to you, is that what having a spiritual, a healthy spiritual life looks like? But what if I told you that the things that I mentioned, the, the praying and the studying and the, and the going to church, what if I told you that those are actually a response to already having a healthy spiritual life and not how to attain a sp healthy spiritual life? You see, many people, myself included, uh, have been told over and over that doing those things make us good Christians, right? And that that will create a healthy life, a healthy spiritual lifestyle. So we strive, right, for that perfected version of those things. We strive, we try, we work at it, right, to make sure that we're praying every day, to make sure our prayers are growing and, and bearing fruit. We discipline ourselves the, the best that we can to read our Bible and study, right? And we discipline ourselves to make sure that we're going to church every week, right? And we're striving for those things. And when we fail, which... We almost always do when we're striving instead of trusting in God. We automatically assume that either God isn't listening or that he's mad at us or even that we're doing something wrong. So this podcast is going to shed light um, on this and many other what I call Christianese things that we are told that simply is not true. Striving to do those things will never, I mean never, create a natural, uh, a healthy spiritual life. Those things come naturally after you have attained a healthy spiritual life. Those are the response to your spirit already being healthy. So I need you to put on your spiritual seatbelt because... We are going to be breaking a lot of chains tonight while we discuss the biblical principles to a healthy spiritual life. There are two kinds of Christians. There are those who believe in God but haven't totally surrendered to him and are still dictated by their flesh, right? And then there are the totally sold out, surrender, spirit filled Christians that the fleshly Christians either are jealous of or try to discredit. We see it all of the time. We call it cancel culture, right? Sadly, all over the globe, in every country, every country, Flesh-led Christian, Christians are the majority and the spirit-led Christians are the minority. Did you know that? It's true. Why do you think that is? Does God have favorites? Are some people just lucky? I'll be really transparent to say that I still struggle with my flesh in some areas. And honestly, anyone who says that they have their flesh totally in control are, is lying to you. They're a liar. We all struggle. Even those Christians that we sit in awe of, 
right? Because of their anointing, their speaking abilities, or their level of popularity with their ministries. They still struggle. They are still human, and their flesh still rises up. And just like anyone else, they have to put their flesh down in order to walk with Christ. So how then, if they fight their fleshly nature, right, how are they walking in their purpose so sure of their calling? How are they walking in their purpose, you know, and just being so absolutely sure? How are they being used on a grand scale? And how do their lives seem so flawless and easy, but yet we have no idea what our calling is and no less how to attain it. Once, if we, even if we did know what our calling is, we're stuck because we're like, I don't even know how to attain that, right? Or maybe your pastor won't even let you lead a class or a Bible study. And your life might be a mess and you want to throw in the towel every other day. So what gives, right? Like what's the difference between those that we stand in awe of that are walking in their purpose, have active ministries and they're on TV or they have a huge social media following, whatever it is, right? What gives? What is the secret? But the thing is, there's not a secret. God loves us so much that he tells us everything we need to know and answers any questions that we could possibly come up with in the Bible. Now, while the following may be hard to hear, this is the truth. And the Bible says in John 8, 32, that the truth you know will set you free. You see, we can hear about the truth. But hearing is not knowing. Accepting what you hear and acting on it is knowing something. So as I continue, my prayer is that for God to soften your heart and to take the scales off your eyes and to unplug your spiritual ears to hear and accept or know what I'm going to teach you tonight. The Bible says in Matthew 13, 15, For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their ears have been closed, or their eyes have been closed. Yet they should see me with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn. I would heal them. So what is Jesus saying, right? This should be a revelation for you. You have trouble being spirit-led instead of flesh-led because your spiritual eyes are closed and your spiritual ears are deaf. They can't hear God. But that's good news as well because God is a healer and a deliverer. This verse is literally telling you what the issue is. He loves us so much that he doesn't hide anything from us. He tells us literally everything that we're going to need to know. The problem is when you are stuck in lukewarm, flesh-based Christianity, you don't read the Bible enough to get your answers. And when you do read it, you don't understand it because you're reading it through your fleshly eyes and not your spiritual eyes because your spiritual eyes are closed. 
So what has caused this spiritual deafness and this spiritual blindness in not just the body of Christ, but in the world's whole population that has so many people believing that God isn't, isn't real or God isn't worthy to be served, right? Go to your Bible in Romans 8, 5 through 9. And I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. You can go to BibleStudyTools.com and you should be able to pull that up. If not, it will sound a little different than whatever version you're reading, but that is the version that I chose for this teaching. All right, so we're going to break it up for you. So Romans 8, 5, and 9. Verse 5 says this, Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. This verse alone tells us exactly what causes blindness and deafness spiritually. When we are fleshly, we are selfish. We want what we want and we ignore the Holy Spirit. Selfishness is not a fruit of the spirit, which means it is a direct fruit of the enemy. It is a direct fruit of our flesh. So it's not that God plays favorites. It's that we have to surrender our flesh to the obedience of Christ in order to properly hear him. And to actually care about what he's saying. When we're in the flesh and we're being selfish, we may hear him, but we don't listen. We don't act on what he's saying because our flesh is in charge and our flesh is going to get what it wants to get because of our fleshly nature. So we as a people in general, right? And of course, um, as Christians, we have to wake up to the fact that we can indeed change we can we have to wake up to the fact that we can indeed uh change we but we have but we will never change if we continue to look at ourselves through rose-colored glasses by that i mean you look at yourself and you think that you know you're good you're good with god you're a great parent you know you're a good employee blah 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 we look at ourselves as we're the the bomb diggity is what they used to say way back in the day and i just aged myself majorly but that's okay um we look at ourselves with a prideful spirit even when we don't intend to we see the good parts of us and we don't see the bad parts of us and we get angry when those around us are saying hey this this isn't this isn't the fruit of the spirit baby that you got to change this right we get offended with them because we're looking at ourselves from rose colored lenses but we have to dig deep and pull out everything in us that's not like him The longer we play patty cake with the enemy by walking in our flesh, because that's exactly what walking in the flesh is. We're playing patty cake with the enemy. The more pride rises in our hearts and pride hardens our hearts against the spirit of God. And the hardening of our heart 
is what keeps us a slave to our flesh and an enemy to the Holy Spirit. And that hardening of our heart is what plugs our ears and blinds our eyes. I know this is deep. I I was in tears a little bit through this while I was writing it. Verse 6. For the sense and reason of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. We humans, we tend to think that we know what to do and when to do it and even better how to do it, right? We like to think that we have the answer to everything. And some of us, and I used to be like this, I try my best not to anymore, but I did used to do this. Some of us even have a spirit of pride that blatantly says or thinks something like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, or I don't think I'm hearing from God, so I'm just going to do what I feel is best, and if I'm wrong, God will fix it. How many of us have had that mindset, that attitude, or even verbally said it? That we just expect God to fix our mistakes because we're just going to do whatever we feel is right. We all have. Some Christians won't admit that to you, but I'm about as transparent as it gets. I used to do it all the time. We have to get to the point where we recognize that our mind is indeed the battlefield. Our mind is where the valley between life and death exists. Why is that? It's because what we think on eventually comes out of our mouths and out through our actions every single time. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the power of our tongues and you'll find that in Proverbs 18:21. I promise you that every word we have spoke, whether negative, honest, uh, a lie, or truth, every word we have ever spoken was a thought in our brain first. That is why Jesus talks about the renewing of our minds and how we have to have a renewed mind in order to serve him. So this verse is basically telling us that our ideas and how we try to figure things out are flawed. So it's not that Christians we look up to are just lucky. It's that they understood that apart from him, they can do absolutely nothing. John 15, 5. They have surrendered their wants, their will, and their ways of doing things to his divine plan. And they have made it a practice to slay their flesh in order to walk in the spirit. Is this helping you? Verses 7 through 9. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot for no matter how hard they try God finds no pleasure God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh but when the spirit of Christ empowers your life you are dominated and you are not dominated by the flesh but are empowered by the spirit 
And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not in him. That's about as plain as it can get. Did you know that our human mind, our fleshly mind, fights God's plan for our mind, uh, God's plan of our minds being renewed by the spirit of God every day? It fights it naturally so that without discernment, we won't even realize that we are fighting the things of God. We may chalk it up to we just don't feel like going to church. Or we try to rationalize that God doesn't expect us to pay tithe if we're in a financial crisis. Or we decide that the laws in the Bible were strictly for that time and doesn't apply to us like having sex before marriage. Every time we do something like that, right? It's our flesh fighting the spirit of God. How many of us have watched a movie or a TV show that had uh, sexual implications or evil storylines of murder, rape, or those true story movies like that of Jeffrey Dahmer? Now, I didn't and I will not watch that movie by, of, about Jeffrey Dahmer, right? I won't. But I, I will be transparent as all get out. I used to love and flat be addicted to like the shows um, Law and Order, SVU, and movies that had gore and horror captions to them. That used to be my thing. For years, I, I would feel my in my heart that the Spirit of God was grieved, but like most Christians, I ignored it. Why? Because I didn't have the understanding to fight my flesh in order to submit to the Spirit of God. At the same time that I was watching all of these awful things and listening to this awful music, because that's a thing too. If we're listening to, to all these songs about sex and drugs and drinking, that enters spirits as well. So while I was doing these things, while I was listening and, and, and watching things that the Spirit did not want me to do, right? I suffered from addiction. My family fell apart. My health plummeted. Never once during that time did I have the discernment to realize that watching those things and listening to those things not only grieved the Holy Spirit inside me, but also let those evil spirits into my life. We as Christians, we need to realize that we in ourselves will never submit to God. We can't. We have to make a decision and then we have to follow through with it. We have to stop the excuses and we have to follow through with it. We have to recognize our flesh for what it is. And we have to recognize the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, we need massive discernment, right? Remember at the beginning of this podcast, I talked very briefly to you about how striving to build a healthy spiritual life will always end in failure. This verse confirmed what I said. It says in that verse that no matter how hard we strive or how hard we try or how hard we work at a relationship with God, that God finds no pleasure in us because we are trusting in our flesh instead of him. Revelation 
You see, to God, it's always been about relationships. It's never been about religion. It's someone who is bogged down with a religious spirit who thinks that they have to strive, work, and try super hard to please God. But it's the spirit-led. <clears throat> the spirit-led people, right? That know that nothing other than faith and willful surrender pleases God. In James chapter 2, James talks about what faith in action looks like. And then in verse 17, he says that faith without works is dead. Or as many translations say, faith without works is ineffective. Now this verse is used by many religious folks to try to solidify their beliefs that they have to do things and we have to work for God's affection and attention and without doing and working that God doesn't accept our faith as legitimate. How many of you have heard that? But when you read James 2.8, James says this, If, however... You are fulfilling the law according to scripture. You should be loving your neighbor as yourself. And you will find that uh, scripture in Mark 12, 31. And that if you're following the law of loving your neighbor as yourself, it says that you are doing well. You see, the only thing that... <coughs> I'm so sorry, let me get a drink. You see, the only thing that qualifies as faith to God is to live the fruits of the Spirit. We should have love pouring off of us every single day onto anyone we come into contact with. God is not impressed with what we call works. God is impressed when we do the inner work of trusting him, growing in him and letting him change us so that we aren't those pious, self-righteous, hypocritical, fleshly Christians that are running rampant throughout the world today. So yes, indeed, faith without the inner work of the evidence of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is indeed dead. In conclusion to part one, I don't know how many parts this is going to be, but God told me this is part one of the spiritual, so we're going to roll with it. So in conclusion, right, to the, the part one of this spiritual health season, I want you to know that God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's never been mad at you. He wants to give you a spiritual awakening that will open your eyes and unplug your ears that will soften your heart and renew your mind. I know this was a lot to take in and all of this is going to take some truthful self-reflection. I'm going to say this and I don't want to say this and sound harsh, but this is the way God put it to me, so I'm just going to share, okay? Self-reflection only comes out truthfully. When we grow tired of being a mediocre, lukewarm Christian with no power. I'm going to say that again. The work of self-reflection only comes out truthfully when we grow tired of being a mediocre, lukewarm Christian with no power. 
The Bible says that those who are in Jesus and that have the Holy Spirit will show the evidence by walking in the same power that Jesus did. We will tread over the serpents, right? And the scorpions. <coughs> I'm so sorry. And we will know and exercise your power and authority over the enemy. You will heal the sick and cast out demons. If you aren't doing any of that, you, my friend, need some self-reflection. It may not be that you are fleshly. It could be that you're stuck in a denomination of Christianity that has you in religious chains. But you have to do the self-reflection and the inner work to find out which one it is. Are you in religious chains or are you just a fleshly, lukewarm Christian with no power? You have to be honest with yourself during this self-reflection. You have to be willing to see the ugly parts of you that aren't like God. So until the next podcast, I encourage you to listen to this a couple of times. Let the healing balm of truth heal your hurts and soften your heart. Renew your mind and strengthen you for the battle of submission to the Holy Spirit in your mind. This podcast is full of gold nuggets, but as I mentioned earlier, the gold nuggets of truth can only set you free if you accept the truth. And accepting that truth means coming out of agreement with the lies of both your flesh and the enemy. Until next time, I love you all so much. Have a very, very blessed weekend and I will talk to you soon. I love you.